KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. The previous version of The Incredible Hulk was released only five years ago. It wasn't incredible, just the Hulk, but it was an incredible flop, mainly because of lumpish special effects. This new production stars Edward Norton as Bruce Banner. It looks a lot better, sometimes it looks great, and it's a thunderously efficient enterprise with a nice surprise at the very end. But the film is defined by the strengths and weaknesses of the source material. While Bruce is working on anger management, you may find yourself working on boredom management and matching his rate of success. As the story begins, the hero is hiding out in a Brazilian slum, a hilltop favela. He has a job in a bottling plant and a local guru who's teaching him how to keep his anger genie bottled up. When U.S. Special Forces bad guys track Bruce down and try to capture him, the ensuing chase has a wonderfully otherworldly quality. Never has poverty been more photogenic. In case you've forgotten, the military wants to kill Bruce in order to understand and exploit his power. Never has a backstory been laid out more exhaustively in comic books, on TV, and the big screen. Ed Norton is always an interesting actor, and he brings a distinctive presence to the movie. Liv Tyler's Betty, the love of Bruce's life, brings older-fashioned movies to mind. One sodden love scene looks like a hapless theft from Waterloo Bridge. Tim Roth can be a brilliant actor when the occasion allows, but on this occasion, he does nothing but fevered shtick as a soldier whose own lust for power turns him into a monster called the Abomination. The film's heart lies in its green guy eruptions, which are animated and really impressive, but more grandiose than grand. The Hulk stomps around punching out adversaries and breaking very big things like Humvees and helicopters. That's pretty much all he does, though, even when he takes on the abomination in a knockdown, dragged-out climax. He's a one-trick pony of epic proportions. Early in the happening, someone says there appears to be an event happening. It's only the first of countless clanking off-kilter lines in M. Night Shyamalan's woeful clunker of a paranoid thriller. The event involves ordinary people, more and more of them as the story grinds on, doing terrible things to themselves because of some unspecified aberration of nature. According to one theory, plants are releasing a neurotoxin that is quote, basically flipping the self-preservation switch. Could be. The happening makes you wonder whether Shyamalan's own switch may have been flipped. How else to explain his film's befuddling infelicities, insistent banalities, shambling pace, and pervasive ineptitude? And this isn't a case of picking on a guy who's already had a big flop, the infamous lady in the water, I try to see what's on the screen, not what's gone before, and the movie I saw was truly mysteriously awful, unless it was meant to be a parody of nature-lashing-out thrillers like The Birds. But parodies are supposed to be funny, and the only laughs I heard were bad ones. For the record, the cast includes Mark Wahlberg as a high school science teacher and Zoe Deschanel as his almost estranged wife. They try, as good actors do, to find truth in their roles. None is there to be found.
I'm Joe Morgan Stern, the Wall Street Journal's film critic. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.